Okay, microphone is working. Oh, with maybe. Audacity. Dave? All right. I got you. We're good? You're coming through. Dude, I have no idea why that was happening. We're living the dream that right was all, here. That was all Discord's fault. I mean, look, Discord is Discord. What are you going to do? Rely on it for like the only feature of it I care about. All this <laughs> look if, if it works. Slack then... crap. It's like what now if I, I what if I combine all the worst things about an internet forum with voice chat? My God, you'll make millions. I mean, it sounds pretty good to me. What if when you logged in, there were memes? You ever oh. think about that? You ever go down that avenue, that dark pathway of the soul? Dude, I hate everything about like modern communications because like. Now my mom's phone lets her send emojis, uh-huh. and everything has emojis in it now. Look, that's she replies the 21st to, century. <laughs> I'm now in a um, oh what the, what's the name of the app that it's like a secure messaging app that everyone uses. Oh yeah, oh I'm so jabby. WhatsApp talk smooth. Yeah, that's the one. So I'm gonna Brots WhatsApp uses that with their family. Yeah, and so like somebody will post pictures of sundry nieces and nephews, and my mom will reply with like all hearts and thumbs ups, and thumb. I don't even know how to pluralize yeah. thumbs up. Well, it's not even like now the iPhone allows you to put, stick emojis to other people's tweets, which like that gets pretty intense. I would never expect my mother, a seven-year-old woman, to figure out the science of an emoji, but maybe that's why Apple has such a lock rip. On uh, the telecommunications market, you know, aside from the cutthroat business practices and uh, just horrific labor practices, uh, but also the emojis. Don't forget uh, storing their vast wealth offshore so that they avoid most of their taxes. Oh, sure, sure. But I mean, who doesn't? Hey, <laughs> Apple, they don't rely on the Internet. Or like infrastructure. I mean, I guess they're moving away from that as quickly more, as possible. At a basic level. They really need the internet. Like, there's no way that company would be... They wouldn't exist, period. Anywho. What are you going to do? That's life. It is. technological world. Yo, shout out to my boy. I know I've probably said this on the podcast before, but uh, Evgeny Muratov was right about everything. I don't 100%. know. 100%. Has that come up? I feel like I've said it before, and if I didn't say it, I was thinking it. But it's just like, bro was spot on. Specifically, what are we talking about? So Evgeny Muratov is this uh, Belarusian expat. He's sort of a curmudgeon, but he has this big project where he dismantles cyber utopianism. And he wrote uh-huh. two books. One, um, The Net Delusion... And then another one, click here to save everything. And he basically predicted what Russia did in the 2016 election. And also, right. apparently, in Brexit. He just said, look, if the internet's going to be wide open, there are going to be people who abuse it because state power is still real. And you dummies are living in some kind of uh, fantasy land where no one's going to abuse the internet. And so along comes Russia, and they abuse the heck out of it. Ooh, and who would have thought that the Belarusian dude would predict the messed up stuff well, the I mean, Russians look, would get up to? Somebody had to. And a lot I'm of pretty this sure their country like... was just called Bella before. And <laughs> Russia was just like, no, now you Bella Russia. Uh, 
I mean, a lot of this stuff has antecedents like straight up in World War II, not the internet stuff, obviously, but like pre-World War II Germany, just like the, the continuing weakening of the state increasing with, or uh, I don't know, parallax against uh, the increasing rise of capitalism such that the state sort of divests itself of its power into capital because what the state really wants is the leash. Uh, it doesn't so much care where the power comes from uh, as You're long right. as it can convince itself that it still holds the reins. Uh, and so you, what you have is a, it effectively an extremely weak state apparatus uh, that is run by all these companies. Uh, and that's what got us or that's part of what got us World War II. <laughs> and I sincerely hope will not get us a World War III. I guess maybe. I think I, I'm, this is not our area of expertise, but I will say this. I think that, that um, the state actually enables capitalism. And its function as enabler kind of meant it would ultimately be consumed by it. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly the point I was groping towards. <laughs> anyway. Like, this is a symbiotic relationship. So, Joe, actually, speaking of, I just anyway, played through all of Wolfenstein. <laughs> Dave, you played through all of Wolfenstein? Yeah. How was I that? I learned a lot. You learned uh, a lot? You know, it was all right. I felt like the story stuff was pretty good. Dude, they did some things that were s- sort of audacious some of them were fun uh some of them were sad i feel like the dude's monologue stuff like i get what they're going for but it's just too over the top just like compared to some of the stuff they do in the cutscenes, i think it's over the top in a good way but when he's monologuing by himself and he's like the old man how many weeks do i got left how do i tell anya and it's i mean that sounds like i'm talking about gears of war and I wouldn't, I wouldn't slap that, Dude, that, that bumper come sticker on, on old it. Man. But. I think they did that in Logan, too. And I think it goes back, I mean, it's honestly just the old man in the sea over and over and over again. Yeah, it's, uh, it was just a little too much for me, especially because they draw the dude like he's 30 years old and he's supposed to be 50. That dude's like, supposed to be 50? Yes. He's like there's that a part YouTube <laughs> advertisement for the guy that's telling me about my low T and attracting women in their 30s. <laughs> Like, cause I was a, st- there's a part where he goes, how long ago was that? 1920 must've been about 10. And the game takes place in 1961. So I was like, what? Wait, so that, <laughs> like, yeah, no, he's 51. <laughs> uh, and like, I don't, there's like a weird, there's a really weird uh, dichotomy or with the gameplay where the guns are fun to shoot. Uh, cause like, look, you give me two triple barreled shotguns <laughs> that I can fire in tandem and I'm not going to say no, but there's absolutely no feedback to anything. So it feels like you're controlling a feather. Uh, like it's really hard to tell when you're getting shot. Um, and that's a real problem because the game is hard as balls. <laughs> so like if you kind of lose one gunmetal black Nazi amid the gunmetal black pipes that make up almost every environment uh, and he's just sort of pinging at you from your flank, like either you just straight up die no matter how much health you had or you get out of it with like this pittance of health and no armor and then enter the next combat encounter ready to straight up die. Uh, which I guess sort of has echoes of how first-person shooter games used to play, 
but it's kind of stuck with the what would you call it like the responsiveness of just kind of the like movement and aiming speed that first person shooters are now Mm. uh and this is a lot faster than a game like gears of war or something i didn't play it on pc honestly i could kind of tell i was like if i was doing this with a mouse and keyboard it would be a lot easier than it was oh snap uh well first i don't know i just i can't play a lot of mouse and keyboard fps's anymore they hurt my fingies (laughs) um although like clicking activates my repetitive stress injuries so, I mean, I liked it well enough, but it's just one of those things where I was like, yeah, I like the movie parts of this game, but I'm not watching a movie. Mm. And the game parts were like, like, I had kind of a good take on stealth. It's one of the few things I can think of where like, you know, you just play the game in stealth until you get caught and then you go loud. <laughs> and like, it's one of the few games I can think of where that transition actually feels fun. Because mm. even in games like Dishonored, which like I feel like you can pull that off. If I get seen, I'm like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> like, I don't Ooh. feel like stabbing a bunch of guys. Yeah, and then and you this go, is like you go back and you watch the cutscenes for Dishonored, or not even the cutscenes, but like the the super expert playthroughs, and those guys aren't getting detected, but they're definitely playing the game in a way you feel like it was meant to be played. Yeah, and it's just such a high level that I'm never gonna get there. Like, I cannot play something like Dishonored for. 60 hours and get to the point where it's just like I decapitated that guy and terrified his friend with his head so he didn't notice me before I, you know, teleported above him and dropped a whale oil canister onto him that combusted and killed four people on the ledge yeah. below as well. Like they just I mean, this, are like, you talking about stuff. those ones that like <laughs> they do the mission, like the full mission in just a 90 second yeah, full sprint? It's just <laughs> this like really cool insanely violent barbarism happening at warp speed and there's just there's no way i'm gonna get there so yeah i I, yeah that's all to say i agree (laughs) with you that like dishonored was essentially a stealth game that was immediately reloaded upon being discovered yeah i i had my moments of that with wolfenstein too because i beat the game and you unlock like a difficulty that you only get one life for the whole game (laughs) Is it or, real you know, Nazis? That's the difficulty. Yeah, it's called Mein Leben, which, you know, it's kind of cute. Uh, <laughs> but I just sort of had this wistful moment where I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I remember a time when I would try to do things like that for games that I really love. And I kind of miss, well, youth, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or like that just abundance of free time that you had no compunction about frittering away and there wasn't really any fear of like, you know, sunk or uh, uh, opportunity costs on your time yeah. and responsibilities and whatever else. But dude, remember even if that were the case, soldier I, of fortune. Yeah. I mean, it was yes. just like, did you headshot everybody on the first try? No reload. Uh, yeah. But even if that were the case, I probably would not expend that effort for Wolfenstein too. It was a nice enough game to play through once. I've certainly played worse. But in that sort of like... I just wish they should have had the story of this with the gameplay of Doom. Mm. Not like the literal gameplay of Doom where you're uh, sliding a chainsaw through a mancubus. But (laughs) Doom had, you know, a really nice interplay between melee and range stuff. 
because uh, like you had to go into melee to get your health back. So you would like, you know, gun guys down enough until they were stunned, then go do a melee kill to get a bunch of health back or use your chainsaw to get a bunch of ammo back. And most of the weapons had like really interesting upgrade trees or like, I mean, there really weren't upgrades. There were like one or two modifications per weapon. Uh, but they felt they were really easy to summon and really valuable. So, like, your shotgun could also fire, uh, like, a lava grenade. Or the other one was, like, a charge shot or something that shot three shells at the same time. And they were things that you could just sort of do. You know, it, it had secondary fire, which is things that, like, shooters don't have secondary fire modes anymore. Which is a lot of the reason why I love Doom so much. And in Wolfenstein, like, there is, like, kind of a you upgrade your weapons thing. But it's, like, you just upgrade it and that's just what the gun does now. Like... Uh, the shotgun fires all three barrels at once or uh, the like submachine gun you upgrade it. So it, it says nail gun mod, which I don't really understand uh, how that works with the submachine gun, but it's like the bullets are slower now and do more damage. Push right on the D pad to turn this mod on and off. And I'm like, I'm never going to turn it off. Like that's just what the gun is now. Like there's sort of, there's no substantive difference between those two modes really such that I would be like flipping between them. So I don't know, like uh, there's a lot. <laughs> My favorite thing to do in the game was throw hatchets at guys, which was also kind of the most fun to <laughs> thing to do in the last one, except they were knives. So now they're hatchets. <laughs> and then if you throw enough hatchets at guys, they let you hold one more hatchet. <laughs> and then if you do and it you again, never you even get throw two it. more it's hatchets. It's just like the special hatchet where it's like, you don't, you don't have to throw this one. You can keep it. Well, you get one that you won't throw no matter what, because they got to leave you with a melee weapon, I guess. But I'm like, come on. Wait, and is also, this like, Doom or Wolfenstein? No, no, Wolfenstein. Okay. I was going to say, like, in Doom, you're, like, just punching people and ripping their heads off and stuff. Yep. Twisting them off, pulling Which legs is off. Like, how threatening are these things if I'm just some dude in armor? Did you have, like, power armor in Dune? Or were you on drugs? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Both. <laughs> You probably had power armor that gave you drugs. It's like I was watching it, and it seems like you just punch things to death a whole lot. And if these things are threatening to take over the earth, I kind of like our chances. Well, yeah, but you got to shoot them with the shotgun like a few times before you can punch them to death. And also, you're the Doom guy, <laughs> which, like, man, if you haven't played it, the way that game starts. Dwayne Johnson? Is, Yes. <laughs> I don't think Dwayne Johnson was the titular Doom guy. It's been a while since I've seen that he movie. He was the titular Doom guy. You are but wrong. But he got turned into a demon and killed by the actual protagonist. Is that true? Was it the like actual was it Keith Urban, the dude who played Judge Dredd? Is his name Keith was Urban? Was it? Yeah. <laughs> also known as The guy fat, from Dredd. No, fat, fat. The dude which, from uh, Which Lord of the Rings man was he? <laughs> No, he wasn't in Lord no, of the Carl Rings. Carl Urban. Keith Urban is the singer. <laughs> Carl Urban is is and he's the dude who was in the Chronicles of Riddick, not the Lord of the Rings. Mm, might have been both. He was definitely in Lord of the Rings. Who was, was he, he in Lord was of he the, the Rings? He was one of the Rohirrim. <laughs> no, he was. You're right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that just hit me. I saw that movie like 20 years ago. <laughs> Ava, literally the scene that came into my head was when Gandalf comes over the crest and he shouts Rohirrim to the king. That was the realization that that's Carl Urban. 
I can say, I mean, it's like, wasn't because blank the brother, sister wife, brother, over my cerebral sister cortex, brother, like horses pouring over a cliff mm-hmm, at the final moment. Aomir. <laughs> yeah, it's of course. Aomir. <laughs> Holy crap. Well, it's, I was about I to really. Guy. I love him. <laughs> Definitely one of the top guys movies. whose name starts with Ao. <laughs> All they did was dye his hair blonde, and I completely forgot it was him. He disappeared into his character. Well, it was probably a wig, to be fair. <laughs> it doesn't look. Like... <laughs> He's a chameleon. <laughs> Could be anyone. This. Let's put a redheaded wig on him. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's Lilu from The Fifth Element. Yeah. Or Run Lola Run. Yeah, he's he's, he's Lola from he's, Run Lola. Carl Urban was in Run Lola Run. He's got rage. That was the last. That was the last segment in Run. They cut it for time. Yeah, but it's the entire film. The the entire scenario. The only difference between the first and the last being that Carl Urban is Lola. <laughs> <laughs> and you come out of the theater just being like, "Was that? So was it all?" So does that like, mean Matt Damon is gay? You have to watch it the That's whole like get, a born identity joke. We're going deep on this one. Yeah, I mean, as Six it turns out, Carl Urban, Carl Urban has just been in everything. <laughs> oh goodness, that tickles me. I love that he's Amir, and I had no idea. Yeah, call the shot, rookie. All right. Ost- so anyway, ostensibly. We finished JoJo's. Yes. For now, you might say that JoJo's bit the dust. Uh, They did not, in fact, bite the dust. Nope. But, oh, man, talk about your fucking little kids playing games on the playground uh, and just being like, you can't kill me. I have the invincibility power. Yeah. Kira gets another power. First He's of all, already got so many OP powers. All right. Let's be real for a second for just one second. I love this show. I love it. It gets zero stars for not using the fingernail exploit ever. Yep. You could have found him on was day two. Up. Especially when he's nibbling on his fingernails after having killed his child. Well, not his child, but his adopted is his it's assumed his identity's child. child. There's no yes, way. His, no, the identity he adopted. Yes. <laughs> or assumed uh, in the bathroom. this is complicated. Flashback, because it's been like two months since we did the last podcast. Uh, <laughs> he was in a life or death battle with his 11-year-old son in the bathtub naked. Is one of those game of wits where they both knew and they both knew the other knew that they do but they had to play it cool because they weren't 100 percent sure uh and then it broke out cut to the kid being like i sent a self-addressed stamped envelope to the president <laughs> to say in a, uh, on a, if i, I die I, it was my uh, fake yeah. dad check yeah. his dental records and my dick's swinging all around <laughs> while I'm saying this. Uh, and now cut to now, two months later, we get to the next episode. And the wife is picking up the clothes in the hallway and being like, my shitty kid doesn't just, he leaves his clothes around like they exploded off him. And Kira's in the bathroom like, hooey, 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 hooey. I wish Don't I had open a the closet uh, to bandage my fingers, which I've been chewing on like a fucking weevil. <laughs> Uh, cause I'm so nervous cause I blew up your kid lady. Yeah. Uh, he didn't really blow him uh, up though. I think he just like strangled him or something. There was a body in the cupboard. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, he's Kira, so he blows things up. Yes, there's still a body. Hey, what was that sound in the bathroom? I, uh, I fell down. A little too much miso. (laughs) It sounded like an explosion. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Think of how bad it is up here. Don't come up here. I'm checking for blood. (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, So that's when... His Kira's dad, who, as we all know, is a ghost that lives in a Polaroid and is ferried around by birds. Uh, I'm just out glad to be that like, JoJo's is poor, representing poor for the non-traditional families. Mm-hmm. Those ones Sometimes that are parented a by ghosts and parented by the people that murdered the dad. actual parent <laughs> and stole <laughs> their face. Uh. So he's like, you've always been nibbling at your gross fingernails. Since you were a boy, this despair you feel, and then the arrow—remember the magic arrow that gives people stands or kills them—kills most people, gives some people stands. Uh, jumps out of the photograph of its own accord, travels up uh, Kira's arm, Kira's arm like some sort of alien parasite, <laughs> and then stabs him in the neck as if it weren't enough to get him in the arm. Like that's not good enough to transmute the magic. It's gotta be lethal, Dave. He's got. He's protecting his whole life. Yeah, you it's like show me your determination. Trap people in a Groundhog's Day scenario without nearly dying because a psychically empowered arrow stabbed you. Get real. Well, I mean, first off, it's like I guess intuitively you have to know something like this is coming because they can't end this show with a guy who just makes bombs. Like it's a super good power. But also, there's like seven people on the JoJo's crew. God, they (laughs) absolutely could have. Those two episodes were agonizing. I mean, look, they were really good. I just mean that, like, after having Dio being able to stop time, like, they had to do something else. Uh, And what they they decided to do was stop time. Well, yeah, but stop time in a different way, which is Groundhog's Day, as you already referenced, (laughs) except we find out that Groundhog's Day because Rohan blows the fuck up. And you're like, yes, they killed Rohan. (laughs) He is definitely the Groundhog Day of Diamonds Forever. Boo, they didn't kill Rohan. (laughs) And then they blow Rohan up again. (laughs) And you're like, they killed him again. This is great. I love it. That power is so stupid. And it, the only thing that justifies it is the fact that he can't actually access Killer Queen while it's going on. So basically, his stand lives inside of the kid or lives I inside feel of like that's else. some sort of weird min maxing D&D power, though, like <laughs> where you're taking like a super good Yo, power. You think it's and good. And then you're like, my one restriction is. <laughs> well, they, how are they supposed to beat him otherwise? And frankly, I think they should have beat him quicker based on that. Like, he didn't even realize it, and then some dude is like, they didn't even have to go into the whole bubble cat bomb phase of this boss fight. Could have just had, like, rig. I, it would have been completely diamonds or forever if Kira thought he was invincible and then just got, like, stabbed randomly. That's now, what I'm saying, though. Like, if he was just a bomb guy, he would just be able to get God. They do a lot of good things when he essentially goes back to just being a bomb guy. But like, I feel like without the buildup of this admittedly so weird and kind of dumb power inside where, and out of the house, <laughs> uh, where like Kira ki- Killer Queen uh, lives in your eyeball, Dynamite and then it can blow you up at a whim. The <laughs> say his name, you're gonna die. The one Every thing time. I 
the one thing I liked about this power is that it's he's not omniscient. So he kills Rohan. He goes to the next gay day. He confirms that Rohan has died. But he kind of suspects and it. Because, like, there's some sort of, like, uh, fatalistic thing to this where things that break when the day resets will always break or explode in the case of Rohan. Uh, and then the next day, so... I mean, the thing is, like, Killer Killer Queen essentially has, like, a, or maybe the kid. Somebody has a gi-ass on them <laughs> where it's, like, if you tell people it's about the me, the Killer Queen, killer queen is going to jump out, jump into their eyes, and blow them up. That's what it does. That's my new power. Don't steal it. Uh, no take backs. We're playing for, like prisoners or what? Ten, <laughs> I don't know. Capture the flag on the schoolyard. <laughs> what, what, what games the kids play? Handball? <laughs> so I did kind of like the thing that like he's setting up all his dominoes and he can reset it as many times as possible. But on the second day, he gets the rest of them <laughs> because they all basically surround the child and they're like, Hey, who are you? Wait a minute. And there's, you know, a lot of quote unquote tension of like Koichi being like, I know I've seen this kid before. And not just because I accidentally wandered into a grade school, uh, and was too embarrassed to leave until six period being the same down. size as yeah. this 11 year old. <laughs> a teacher told me I had to come into class. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> I was too embarrassed to contradict her. So, then, yeah, they all explode because they all figure out who he is and start asking him questions. And then the 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 code word activates or whatever. Kira Queen blows them all up. Day resets. And then that be, that leads us into the final day because Killer Kira is ultimately the one who can decide when to turn off the Groundhog Day rewind. So as soon as he confirms. Well, he can't decide it. He what happens is he can he Killer Queen can only exist in one place at one time, so it's not like a quantum problem. He get, you can do this explodey thing on everybody, or he can be at Kira's side protecting him. So as long as Kira's not under direct threat, you know, needing to stop somebody from say kicking him in the ball so hard he dies, <laughs> he doesn't like he has to recall Killer Queen from that configuration in order to save himself, and that's what they discover. So what ends up happening is the kid, after everybody gets blown up, that he realizes this that Killer Queen isn't with him, and so then Joe he he basically fake calls JoJo on the phone. This time, uh, what is it, Josuke? Yeah. So he calls up Josuke, even though Jotaro is around the corner and can't freaking hear, even though there's explosions going on. We'll get to that later. Well, it's, uh, yes, it's conspicuous how <laughs> once they're missing out so on. Mad. It's like come around the corner and waste this fool. Like, um, what the hell are you guys doing while you're waiting? I will anyway, absolutely <laughs> watch a three episode finale where you're just all in the Italian restaurant. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so like, let's just mop this up. And so the little kid calls Joe Josuke, and so he shows up, and Kira has to cancel the reset and everybody exploding because all of a sudden Josuke's about to like roll him real bad. Well, so that's the thing. It's like. What, what I was getting at is that on the second day, everybody else blows up. Like, Rohan gets God on the first day. Kira confirms that. Second day, everybody else blows up. The kid realizes, once Kira realizes that everybody else is going to blow up or has blown up on the third day, there's going to be no more resets. So he's like, this is my last chance. And my dad furnished me with the one weapon that would be useful in defeating him. This 
cat plant that looks like a cat that shoots air bullets. <laughs> this or what do they say? They call it like this oddly cat-like plant. Yeah, they keep <laughs> they on calling that it like several times. <laughs> I love how the most conspicuous thing about the cat that will kill you with air bubbles that everybody knows about is that it still like looks like a cat. Yeah. It doesn't look that much like a cat, honestly. It looks a little bit like a cat, but I mean, if I saw an animal that could kill me with bullets shot comprised completely of air, I don't think I'd call it like the cat-like creature anymore. I, I think I'd just like swear and run away. I wouldn't call it anything. I don't I'd hope I never saw it again. So, of course, even though the kid puts on a really noble struggle, uh, all right, there is a part where the kid tries to kill himself with an exacto knife or a box cutter uh, just to end the pain of, or uh, he's like, all these people are going to explode. I can't take this anymore. I'm cracking under the pressure. And I got crab school seven days a week so I can get into a good middle school, so I can get into a good high school, so I can get into a good college and then never have to work another day of my life because that's how Japanese employment is structured. <laughs> um, and the Kira Queen bites the dust configuration won't let him kill himself. And then there's something happens when he's so he then later on gets a cat plant, shoots an air bullet at Kira because he realizes the cat is light activated and will just shoot an air bullet at whatever the hell it wants. Kira is saved by some deus ex machina, as they always are, that there was like a the watch in his pocket because hot coffee had been spilled on his wrist earlier and broke the watch. So he put it in his front pocket. It was a bulletproof Bible that saved your grandpa in World War II. And then you're like, well, you know what, kid? Good effort. You, you really gave it your all. <laughs> and I mean, I really like the part where um, he's like, there's I I used to think I would never be capable of killing someone. But there is a way for me, an 11 year old boy to murder. <laughs> it's like if you try sort of hard through it and believe in yourself, Dave, you, too, can be a murderer. And that's when we get to the final configuration. Shining D is unbreakable. <laughs> yes, it's time for Josuke to give Kira the Shining D. And in parentheses, it says diamond, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> like, I want, I mean, wait. But they call the stand Crazy Diamond. We've been over this. Yeah. So, so they must have put Shining D as part of that continuing fear of litigation. But then they immediately put in parentheses after it, diamond. So, like... <laughs> I mean, this whole thing is just such a charade. They didn't want you to think the D stood for dick, Dave, all right? Well, uh, also that, but <laughs> apparently they didn't want you to think the D stood for dick more than they feared being sued for putting the words shining and diamond relatively close to each other. I still don't. The only one that's really been. I Yeah, none of them have been that bad. Like. Most of them are just configurations they of called words. called Wham, <laughs> Wham. Yeah. I mean... Well, it, I mean, George Michael was still alive at the time, so... Well, what's uh, the difference? They didn't have that. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. His estate <laughs> maybe would become really litigious or not litigious. It's... I don't know. It really seems arbitrary. Some of them, like, okay, like, Killer Queen is literally just straight up the yeah, name of a song. but who cares? Word for word. But it's, like it's also two just words. two words, yeah. And <laughs> Killer Queen, like Mary Queen of Scots, Queen Elizabeth, Killer Queens, they killed people. <laughs> like every well, queen I, does it. 
And like straight, they just call stray cat stray cat. There's some, I mean, there's some lawyer somewhere getting paid way too much money to make these decisions. I mean, maybe and getting it wrong. Evan Minto, lawyer to the anime lawyer to the anime <laughs> stars. He's not just a programmer anymore. Uh, Dude. Nor does he work at Crunchyroll anymore. Yeah, apparently got out right in time before they like had every account compromised. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that just the internet now? Maybe they had a wireless light switch or a thermostat that got hacked. Yeah, they got hacked by the coffee maker. <laughs> yep, the Keurig. See, Evan could have caught that. He would have noticed an irregular flashing lights on the espresso machine and been like, they're already in. <gasps> Secure the mainframe. He just pure, pulls a lever and a giant like cartoon anvil <laughs> drops on the server cabinet. <laughs> Our customers are safe. <laughs> Thank you, Evan Bento. Yeah. Thank you for saving my credit card info. I don't even think they got credit card info. Was it just... Uh, oh, it was good. literally so, just like usernames and logins. It was just a password attack. Okay. Well, as long as they don't have my location uh, or my <laughs> email address. Oh, no, but the username <laughs> is the email address. Yeah. Look, I get, you get so much spam these days that like... I started getting robocalls again. Like, what's that about? Dude. Every day, I get more fake calls on my cell phone than I get real calls. And it's, I get spammed by text message. Oh, yeah. The, I, the, I haven't actually had the text message spam in a little while. What was like yeah, trying to get me to like, that enroll for... in a health plan for my phone? Like, <sighs> who? What? Does this work on people? You're way too into your phone if you're trying to enroll in a healthcare plan over it. Like, this isn't suspicious at all, me opening up a healthcare enrollment plan on my phone. Just You just send back a, it's like, if you want to enroll, send back a thumbs up and a broken heart emoji. It's the only time I've ever sent a dick pic. <laughs> Were you like, is this okay? Do you That's think right. this is doing all right? <laughs> that was my <laughs> I've got a couple of medical questions. <laughs> if you've got the about time. About this like, enormous growth. That's lit. That's just that's Is this normal? In Other Latvia people seem to find it like, intimidating. Ooh. I'm sure they're like, not again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely not the first time. Look, this has all been fun, but the hand is finally used for something. And it's used effectively... To kill Okuyasu. <laughs> Dude, the Okuyasu bit was the worst because he disappeared space to turn him. And I'm like, bro, disintegrate his chest. I, it must be some sort of effective range thing there in this case. no way. Did you, the first time they encountered that power, like how far was he pulling Josuke every time? It was yards. Well, you know, you always get weaker when you're not a villain anymore. <laughs> like that's that's a, I'm not saying that's good, but that's how it happens. Yeah. Uh, but frankly, like these two episodes of JoJo's, there was way too many discrete numbers. Like, I feel like that that sort of puts the lie to the whole thing. When it's like, oh, I can freeze time, but not from this far away. Like, and sort of stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, I mean, to the Okuyasu thing, it's like, it just sort of, it, it highlights too well how arbitrary a lot of this stuff is and how long people are able to talk while other people are just standing around. It's like, I just don't want to, I guess what I'm saying is you can't have it both ways. Uh, and I'd rather have the people going on like long extemporaneous monologues than I would have people be like, he's eight meters away, but I need to get him within three meters. Like, I feel like you can extract 
abstract some of that stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like shooting a basketball. It never yeah. – like, it's not – you're not thinking at that level when you're doing it. Yeah. You're not doing math <laughs> in your head. Well, like I, I do want some of that hyper thinking because like JoJo's is definitely at its best when it's like at, JoJo's doing is the mind at its games. best. No, when, when he somebody, explains when, what happens when after it happened. So it's like JoJo standing over the crumpled body of somebody's like, "You were too confident." Now I will explain exactly what just happened. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I like. What that. about explaining what happens while it's happening? AKA, you could call me Jr. Speedwagon. <laughs> uh, I'm Hayato, hey, yeah, and I'm here to narrate like every part of this fight. Also, I'm the most perceptive kid in existence. Like, <laughs> I'm soon to go abroad to MIT on a full scholarship because my ability to discern patterns and mechanical, like yeah. effects. Uh, is frankly unparalleled in modern thinkers. Like somebody showed this me a kid's p- ability to deduce or intuit not only the existence of stands at all, but yeah. like without being able to see them because he is not a stand user, he delivers all the information to JoJo throughout the entire uh, like this four episode arc. Hey, JoJo, he's like JoJo, watch out! He's Throwing a slow one at you, or fast. It's one, tracking. Or- How can he see? Hey, you dumb kid. Ghost adding the pictures in your pocket, you dumb kid. Not so perceptive now, huh? When did Kira have, like, Kira took a needlepoint class, and then in the middle, I guess he did have infinite time because he's been ground-hog daying us, so maybe he, he really had any amount dude, of he's opportunities. he's a creepy, to weird put- dude. He wasn't even sewn in. He was in his pocket. Oh, was it? Cause he- yeah, it was just a pocket. Cause okay, cause he burnt the corner of the, <laughs> I mean, which was like weird. <laughs> Just grab it. What's gonna happen? Why are you uh, lighting him on fire? Yeah, well, he, well I guess. Well, why would you just know. like trap him in the thing, and then burn the whole vest? I don't probably pure we're, sadism. We're like, gonna, we're gonna like, smoke him out. I'm gonna hold a lighter to your vest, kid, to really freak out the ghost Polaroid grandpa in there. Yeah, it's like it's smoking somebody out. He's, their family is holed up in a cabin. You're going to set it on fire and shoot them as they try to escape. The cruelest way to do it. I guess maybe Ghost Dad deserved it, though. Yeah. I well, mean, Ghost basically, Dad was hor- Ghost Dad, in every aspect of that phrase, the JoJo's phrase, the movie with Bill Cosby in it, and Bill Cosby himself deserved to be lit on fire. <laughs> Yeah, you can't really get it wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, because, like, not only did you raise a serial killer, which is, like, strike a big fucking one, uh, but then you're also so into him, and at the very no least, you are... a serial are, killer. There's no, like, you can't, that, yeah. There's a Paul, he's always been so sensitive. Yep, he's such a sensey boy. Uh, and I was very encouraging of his habit of keeping his fingernails in jars, they which were, I saw as totally normal. Talk about being perceptive. I think he left that in there just to taunt me. They keep referencing the fingernails, even though he knows it's not going to be used to reveal Kira's identity at any yeah. point in the story, even though it's perfect. 
Like, well, they never, like, the investigation squad never even goes back to it. Like, all the fingernail stuff at this point is just Kira chewing on his fingernails and his dad being like, you were always such a sensitive boy chewing on your fingernails. Well, what's worse is, like, (laughs) JoJo at some point is, like, reconnecting his own spilled blood on Kira to get glass to fly into him. Mm -hmm. The whole time, the only thing I could think was, yo, fingernails, bro. This is- oh, if he just had like a bandolier of fingernails, or like he he tore off his jacket and there were just all the jars of fingernails underneath. At any underneath, point, how awesome would that have been? Them all. Like all of a sudden, like Kira's fingernails are really long, and he gets really creeped out by it. Yeah, and just He's collapses, like, oh. and because he, he can't do Killer Queen stuff. Oh no, I can't. And then Jotaro comes around the corner and just yeah, starts he can't flick his stomping. fingers with the long fingernails. And then it's just like star platinum and. Uh, diamond, whatever, shining diamond, just pounding on him with fast and precise punching. I feel like you got your wish because even though like Okuyasu or not Okuyasu, uh, Koichi, Rohan, wish you stayed blowed up Rohan, but whatever, uh, and jo- Jotaro are just standing around half a block away from where this battle is taking place. <laughs> and perhaps like the most absurd, Did you like count why the is nobody noticing this ghost fight that in JoJo's a, history? That is a super cut where it's just explosion, flash to just Jojo lo- or Jotaro looking oblivious, explosion, Cut to Jojo looking at like just like putting a stick Koichi. of gum in his mouth really well, slow. Like, at some point, like they say, "Hey, what was that?" That's after the really big explosion. Oh no, no, no! You're talking about the time where Jojo goes, "Huh?" and like looks really sharply behind him, and they're like, "What's wrong, Jojo?" And he's like, "For a moment, the rain sounded like Josuke screaming," <laughs> <laughs> and then he like puts a lollipop in his mouth. <laughs> Dude, what are you having, like, nightmare flashbacks? The rain should never sound like someone screaming. It's like, what What have you uh, seen? Pursuant to our last episode where I was like, everybody, we all agree that nobody's going to joke about stands or people having stands or being under attack by a stand. How about, like, Article 2 of our Confederacy? (laughs) Is that, like, if anybody's more than three minutes late for anything, it's, like, immediate code red. Foul play is afoot. Yeah, <laughs> you're looking like for a serial. Some killer? of the fighter jets. <laughs> I should we spread out and look for him? No, let's stand by this car. <laughs> but you did eventually get your wish because the person who ultimately does kill Kira, well, is an ambulance that runs over his head. Uh, but the person who put him in the pathway of that ambulance was Joe Taro freezing time. Uh, and then punching the shit out of his fingers and then the rest of his body. <laughs> and in the ultimate, like, as you were talking about, uh, JoJo's explaining things after they happened, Kira thinks he got away with it. <laughs> like, because he's simultaneously trying to rewind time as the full brunt of JoJo's body is bearing down upon him. Uh, and he wakes up and he's like, ha ha ha, I won. Even from the depths of the greatest Zetsubo comes the finest sliver of Kibo. And then, he, of course, we realize before he does, that's called dramatic irony, uh, that he is in the ghost alleyway. Bum, but it would have been better if we realized that by him stepping in the poop. Nobody ended up stepping in that poop the whole show. Gosh, it would have been if he just like 
fell down on it and had to roll around it in a second. He's just rolling. It's his like buttons. he's trying to get it out of his hair, but it's just getting more in his hair. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I just and there was like a footprint in the poop the whole show, wasn't there? I don't know, dude. I just I love that the ultimate thing is like after being killed by having its head run over, he still has to get ghost comeuppance. Yep. There's like it's not enough. There's some yeah, man. Don't mess with the yokai. Oh, the ghost should have rubbed his face in the poop and then torn him apart. <laughs> then rendered him <laughs> yes. limb from limb. No, the, the ghost won't even touch it. Like all of a sudden they have like a spoon. It's like scooping it. <laughs> hey, what do they do? What do they do with that spoon? Oh, they no! just push really hard on his cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like making making him eat it. <laughs> Here comes the airplane. Yeah, oh, I hate this. Oh no. I'm Kira. And then like even the announcer gets in on it by saying like wherever he's going, it's not peaceful. Since he kept on saying, all I want to do is live in peace. You keep blowing people up. Yeah, but that doesn't disturb his peace. (laughs) You're like the metaphor for the military-industrial complex. Yep. So Okuyasu dies somewhere in the middle of these episodes. (laughs) And at first I was like, oh, this is like... It's like a little juxtaposition, or not juxtaposition. It's a it's a book ending with um, Josuke indirectly killing his grandpa in the first or second episode. So now we're in the final episodes, and Josuke's an oversight on Josuke's part. Well, not really. Okuyasu got his own ass blown up. I guess the oversight on Josuke's part was being in the way of a bomb, and then Okuyasu said, "I'll save you." But then deleted space in such a way that the bomb's path was now directly in front of him, and he got blown up. And he was missing, like, a crater in his side. (laughs) So the fact that he was technically not alive enough to be resurrected, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. Look, there are weirder things in anime. But (laughs) there was all the blood would have just immediately been removed from his body if the shock did not kill him in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. And let's recall, I mean, and I don't want to skip over the part where, so you've got one of your classic sort of Josuke specific moments where one of his friends is bleeding to death or dead uh, and he wants to run over and fix him because that's his power, but the villain has him on the ropes. So the villain's like, but what if I touched Okuyasu's body? And uh, that means I turned it into a bomb. And if you touch it, I'll set off the bomb. And then the kid's like, no, just don't trust him. I'm the most perceptive child in the world. I'm one of fucking Sherlock Holmes, Baker Street irregulars here. I've got all the info. Uh, and I, he's just saying that because he can't shoot a bomb right now. You should just bum rush him. And Joe's kid's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Uh, and then the kid takes matters into his own hands and explodes himself by touching Okuyasu's body, yeah. which I thought was pretty fucking hardcore. Uh, <laughs> the kid's cause legit. Like, because like, when people get exploded by Killer Queen, they turn into these, like, meaty fragments. Like, I don't... It's like magma bursting t- to the surface. Yeah, you kind of turn to like, stone and then explode. Lattice. It isn't like the kind of flappy fleshy explosion you'd expect it's more like shattering marble so i mean just the the sheer amount of guts 
on this kid of just going for it and being like, not only do I trust that Josuke will bring me back, I believe that he can bring me back having seen what these moms do to people. <laughs> and sure enough, like Josuke does bring him back immediately, which like it sort of leaves me with a lot of questions about like what death means <laughs> like kind of what are you dead if you can be Dude, fragmented in that many pieces they and, really <laughs> wanted us to believe okiyasu was dead but he weren't yeah. well i knew he weren't but the way he comes back and you you get the moment dude we've been waiting for the whole show where he says sometimes i wonder <laughs> if where my powers send things to but I'm stupid, so I just stopped thinking about it because it gives me a headache. And like, he says all in that like kind of gangster yeah. brogue. And that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm just happy the show addressed it, I guess. Hey, I was totally all of the agony. It just like there was this like that sharp spike that JoJo's does so well. Cause like the first two episodes were brutal. Like, hard to watch, just, like, sort of the piling up of sort of lame OP stuff for Kira. Mm. And then Okuyasu comes back to life, and Kira just gets punched to death. And you're like, that's what, that was, like, the perfect timing of, like, agony to yeah. relief to Ramping you up, of, ramping yeah. you up, ramping you up. Oh, man, yeah, he just wound you up like a spring. I didn't even know what was happening. I was like, ah, do I have to watch all this? And I was like, I'm so happy I watched all of this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it just, just mass, it's masterwork. <laughs> well, it's also I, just like, I don't know they, how to phrase it. They don't even have a consistent climax because they the, the way they told the story. So they have to like pack all that Dio agony into, you know, only three episodes. Yeah. Well, that's the weird thing about it. Yeah, it's like. Kira is not a very present villain in this. And not even, like, in the way that Dio wasn't all that present. Like, Kira was really only around for, Dude, like, maybe eight or nine episodes. The most bizarre thing is, like, the whole story kind of resolved, re revolved around Morio and Kira the whole time. The whole JoJo squad are just sort of presented as players on this stage who have a significant but sort of uh, only partial role in the... The story of Morio that, that that is being told, like so, it ends with the girl ascending to heaven, like that was the climax. And it's like I didn't even know she was going to be that critical. Like I know yeah. we went back to this place once, but and I kind of suspected that Kira had murdered her. But man, you really buried the lead on this one, Iraqi. I feel like maybe they brought back the entire cast at the very end, uh, which follows. You had to figure you would see those characters again, but like none of them were in the show and like some of them haven't shown up in probably dozens of episodes. Dude, why so was just, that alien guy even there other than to create a, delight, a delightful episode? Yeah, and I'm fine with I, that. I wanted all them back. I would have been fine if there was no overarching sort of plot envelope to hold all this stuff together. Yeah, I mean, it didn't really need it. And like the insane slice of life JoJo's episodes that Diamond is Unbreakable sort of is comprised of are great. The total disconnection. I would love it if it was literally just these things happened in Morio and there's 26 episodes of it. None of it is connected. The characters are consistent. Have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like keep bringing back this rogues gallery. Uh, and I mean, 
So I feel like you're sort of fine with the amount of the Mona Lisa's hands turned me into a horny serial Dude, killer. Holy crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> Everybody else was looking at her face. I couldn't get enough of her hands. Well, so you think that's weird at first, but then you realize, I mean, look, it's it's not, it's never not weird, but you understand why he's doing it, because he's just going to rewind time. And he's like, no, you see, I'm actually winning. I'm actually winning. Uh, as the internet says, I'm not owned. I'm not owned, I insist, as I slowly shrink into a corn cob. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of what's going on with him at the very end. As everyone gets in on the action, even Koichi... Uh, and it's weird. Grotz like was in the room for oh when that's uh, like the last Reverb episode. Swore at him and she's one like, did time. he just spell shit? And I was like, yeah, that's his third Pokemon evolution. I don't <laughs> know why he does that. <laughs> <laughs> Except that he's like, like a rude dude. Yeah, teen. no, he's totally the you know the opposite of Koichi. Yeah, that's who he he's embodies. He's subliminal urges, I guess, or his repressed urges. He's like, oh, I just want to cuss so bad, mom. And she's like, Koichi, don't make he's me like get the soap out again. Mm. Don't do it, Koichi. Mm. Poop. Koichi, go to your room. <laughs> uh, I'm going to really aggressively not masturbate while thinking about my hoardy girlfriend who... Uh, abducted me and then tortured me for a weekend and hey, now we're dating <laughs> she dude, got better considering how far out of his league he's hitting with that one look when any of us made a different choice at 15 <laughs> we were all different people then i mean how many Perhaps books personal... how many books do i have to eat yeah because <laughs> it I'll is make it happen there is it's definitely more than one that... because i've convinced myself at 15 that i will be alone forever uh so <laughs> When I see the I light at the end of that tunnel, I wouldn't tunnel. even have processed that. Like, there's no like <laughs> existential dread. Oh well, there's I don't know. It's like an the... atavistic fear, like in the back of your lizard brain. It's just always there. I don't know. The lizard brain. You're like you. I'm accessing a slightly different part of the lizard brain at 15. Yeah. Well, both. Yeah. <laughs> Multitasking. <laughs> uh, so R.I.P. Shigeki, the only person in this show that actually died, <laughs> even though it was pretty sweet to see Rohan blow up like three times. Could have been five. I would have taken it. I would have. Yeah. I, yeah. Rohan. I Just mean, have I a Groundhog I, 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 style montage. <laughs> I don't want Rohan to be killed. I would like sort of an Amelie-esque somebody just really screwing with him for an episode yeah. or two. Because he was he started off as the worst villain. And the like, sort of the most reformed but unreformed character, because they didn't deal with a lot of his crap. Yeah, like, <laughs> like of, you got off with a relatively light sentence. Okuyasu's just a gangster getting led around, and his older brother got killed. So you can kind of, you know, the 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 bandit who is leaderless and just sort of dumb. But yeah, like, look, I mean, he Rohan, was henpecked. Like legit he was cruel hair. and evil. He, yeah, he would have let Koichi kind of waste away to nothing. I don't know. And, Ko and now Koichi's his only friend. I mean, at least it seems like the other people kind of keep him at arm's length. <laughs> like, yeah. Josuke and Okuyasu don't seem to like him very much. Yeah, Josuke? No, he doesn't. He abuses him. That's why he went and cheated gambling with the alien. Mm -hmm. The alien only seems to have existed, I guess, to help out with the power line guy, but mostly just to screw with Rohan. Yeah, which, look... And what more proof do you need of there's sort of like a beautiful determinism or fate 
<laughs> like if that if you came into the world and that was your purpose, I feel like on a gut level you would know that it was correct. You were like, just uh, something about this guy's face. I don't like it. <laughs> and I want to scam him out of money. And we all saved Morio together. Or I guess that's what the... So the, the ghost girl, as she is ascending into heaven, they're like, you did it, ghost girl. And she's like, no, we did it. We all saved Morio together. And they imagined like a very brief series of cuts of like, not you, you Yukako. Uh, not you, chef guy. I mean, well, kind of. You're really helping with early onset diabetes and, you know, just, you know, general health and well-being. Dude, he's not a- you, fish dad. Not you, fake Yakuza guy. Not you, manga kid. Like, who invited you guys, really? Like, most of you didn't even meet the ghost girl. I don't know, man. I feel like the the Italian chef guy is the most wholesome of all stand users ever. Joe well, Joe's he's actually a good included. person. <laughs> like yes oh absolutely i mean especially as compared to this i mean look i mean there's koichi but he's got a lot of inner demons as we've discussed uh but like yeah especially as compared he's to like one Jotaro, he's exactly one inner demon fucking joseph that piece of shit yeah <laughs> like Philander. as they're pulling away on the boat uh <laughs> uh and he's like he's no i guess i should say goodbye to the son i'm scene? so the proud worst of part about that boat scene He's stealing a baby. Yeah. That baby's got a family you guys aren't even trying to find. Well, they've tried and then gave up. They never (laughs) even said they tried. Well, I guess that's in like the American graffiti thing, which is only for the baby. Like only the baby gets a freeze frame where it says like the invisible baby's mother was never found. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like they're just retconning. They realize they animated everything or maybe that's just like that's the joke. (laughs) So Jojo does like see a starfish and write his thesis on it. Yeah, I love that. Oh, right. That's the other one. That it's that's fucking yeah, awesome. Like the it's hyper like, 80s. And it's like, wait, what? You can stop time. Go rob a bank. Why are you doing anything with your life? Yeah, well, he stopped time to write that thesis. He's he's like, oh man, I fucking love this starfish so much. Like That would be an interesting doctoral defense. Like yeah. some guy's like, I don't think I can accept this paper. Then he's just like laying back in his chair. He's like all punched up. <laughs> yep. Jojo is sipping a nuclear blue. Yeah, he's just got like <laughs> cocktail some kind of giant <laughs> with his feet drink. up on the desk. Yeah, it does. Everybody it. else just rubber stamps approved all over his thesis. Congratulations, Jojo Kuje. He's like, ah, eh? they're like Doctor Jojo Kuje. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote no, his thesis you. on why the starfish is a mammal. <laughs> yare yare does eh? they're not even fish <laughs> <laughs> yeah right well he look he's a marine biologist apparently so that covers a broad swath some might say the broadest swath because most of the planet is that yeah. uh, <laughs> um i mean the, the, when he's about to beat kira to death i feel like jojo's was right there for you in particular because as he is like i guess it's after it's revealed that kira didn't make it through and they flash back to right before he died the like split second before jotaro just unleashes on him where he takes like that breath he just pauses and goes (gasps) and then the aura 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 has come out i was like this feels like it was for joel (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, totally. And then Joe, fucking Joseph, like first, I don't, th- I wouldn't say I had forgotten he was Josuke's father, but I wasn't really thinking about it until he was like, "Time to say goodbye to the son I love so much." It's like, tell your mom hello, because <laughs> I'm leaving without seeing her. Uh, and I mean, Josuke does get a little jab in on him, uh, but I wanted it to be that because he's like. You got the picture. You got the picture of my mom, right? And Joseph's like, yes, I have it right here. And I'm remarkably lucid. Like, I'm not acting senile at all, which, like, (laughs) happens. Dementia can do that. Um, And Josuke's like, hee, hee, hee. Here's the ripped edge of the photo. Powers activate. And I thought he was going to use it to drag Joseph off the boat into the fucking bay across, (laughs) drag his ass over some barnacles. drown him. And then drag him home to mom and be like, here's my shit dad that abandoned you when you were 18 years old. Uh, but no, he just does it to rob him because the he photo is in his wallet. It's <laughs> like, look, man, stick it to him, Josuke. Uh, but he essentially has the full resources of like a cyberpunk megacorp. I don't know why you'd even bother stealing from him. You're his biological son. He'll probably just give you money. You yeah, just ask him. You better. Or we're going to bring the full weight of the justice system down. <laughs> the Japanese people are like, well, he's a white guy. What do you want us to do? He doesn't even live here. <laughs> like, good luck on the alimony, kid. You ever heard of the Marines, bro? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people's dads on that boat, I'm yeah, guessing. What do you want us to do? <laughs> it's it, what's called a known bug. <laughs> That's not a great way to refer to a kid. No wonder you're I'm a pretty, poncho. You're pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite bad. I like when Okuyasu takes his, his like shitty slime dad to the Italian restaurant, and that joke proceeds exactly how you would expect. He's like, Dad, maybe the amazing Italian restaurant healing food will turn you back to normal. And, you know, Dad is like tearing off all his skin because the food is just healing him so much. But it's just and his comes skin. Out, yeah, and he just comes out a really shiny, uh, immaculate-looking slime monster. <laughs> and Okiyasu's is like, ah! But, I, that, I mean, that sort of, that they go back to the Italian restaurant, it's just like, if there's an idea out there, JoJo's goes there. <laughs> Which is, like, just, it's really impressive. Like, presumably, this stuff is just sort of taken right off the manga page. I've never read it. Uh, but I, so I will just, I credit Iraqi as sort of a term of efficiency, but like that he keeps all this stuff in his head, man, takes a special kind of person. Yeah, I guess it was excellent. I loved it. It's by far my favorite Jojo series to date. Well, let us uh, use that to transfer into the few Twitter questions, I guess, because somebody asked. What? uh, I got to find it. I got to find it. Why do I have so many likes? Why do I have so many likes? Well, I I never check my mentions. (laughs) So I want to start now. I can't even start at the beginning. All right. Yeah. Raintrust said, serious question, what part of JoJo's have you liked the most? Uh, and I agree, it's this one. Um, I feel like I filter part three through a different lens because it got a really nice and clearly more expensive 
adaptation before the well, TV I mean, show. The Darby so it feels a little. The Darby episode is strong. The rest yeah, but, of it is just Paul Nareff. Uh, as we've sort of, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> there are other parts of the show. I mean, I get that he sort of infects it and kind of acts as a bane or a pollutant. I mean, you've got orangutan boat. That's pretty dope. Bars. Uh, and then you've got Darby. I mean, those are my, those are the best. And yeah, it, it, it just, is I mean, really. It just makes me think that the, the OVA clearly had a higher budget. That well, they added a little more bombast to the. No, it was. Uh, was it more than that? I don't think it was. It, much I think more it was that. six. Well, I mean, still, um, that's a quarter of what you'd have to produce for yeah, a TV Yeah, but run. you know what you remember about JoJo's is the finale anyway, and the, and the Darby episode. <laughs> like so, that makes it stick in my mind a little because as in as far as I can remember, it had like much nicer animation and stuff. Whereas like part four. Or at least what they created out of part four with no antecedents to sort of muddy up my opinion of it. Like, it's, it's perfect for, like, sort of a on-the-cheap television animation style. Like, because there's a lot less kind of world stakes action and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I love it. It's, I mean, far away of the, my favorite of the ones we've seen. Uh, Sir Tactician said, in the end, how foolish do you feel for not appreciating the importance of Joseph Joestar? And then parentheses there, that's Joel's layup question to dunk on JoJo 2 for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't feel bad. Uh, He turned out to be even more of a scoundrel in this one than he was useless in the last one. Yeah, what a shit. (laughs) Like, what's what's he going to do with him? Like, he's going to be responsible for war crimes in part five. It's like, yes, jo- Jojo the Fifth, here is my cadre of child soldiers that we will use to defeat Dio Brando. It's like, <laughs> Joseph, no. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he thinks like Dio, like, yeah, on the way to doing that, he just kills everybody in a small village because he has promised them wives or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and like the thing that Joseph Josar is least equipped to deal with is conflict resolution. <laughs> so he's like, all these people think I'm going to bring them wives and I don't got any wives. So, uh, like the flamethrower, Jodoro. <laughs> like, this, is, this is not okay. This guy is, he's not a lovable old coot. He's a monster. Who knows how many kids he's got lying around this continent, this archipelago. <laughs> Uh, Master Wago said, what do you think the fate of the Invisible Baby is? I don't know. I mean, it leaves me concerned that it's one of those spoilers that, like, the void of it creates its own spoiler, where that makes me worried that the Invisible Baby is never mentioned again. (laughs) Uh, I think that the Invisible Baby disappearing would be perfect. That's true. Maybe they just lose it one day. (laughs) But you're supposed to be able to find, I mean, maybe it gets a little older and doesn't get as upset all the times and then it stops crying and disappearing the terrain around it and then they can't find it. AppSup said, I just want to say thanks, finally, though now there won't be more JoJo cast for a long time, so that's sad too. You know, the end of any JoJo's is bittersweet. Yes, it's true. <laughs> for me. I mean, it does make me be like, oh, wait, what do we do now? What do we do with this podcast when we don't have JoJo's in front of it? Yeah, uh, I, I guess they are producing the next one, right? Presumably, but I don't know how far off it is. Ruby says, no questions. I just need to know that Joseph is the best JoJo. Man, people fucking got the Joseph stands. 
out in force. Look, it's funny when he says son of a bitch. I'll give him that. But he's a bad person. He's also useless. <laughs> he's a bad person. He's got a bad stand. His you best, only get to pick one. <laughs> his best ability was the whole, like, take a picture thing. And he barely used that effectively. Yeah, he did that once in this in this whole season. Well, I know he wasn't in the season that much. Yeah, why didn't he just but, take a picture? Oh, because something was blocking him. Wasn't Ghost Dad like? Yeah, I think there was some psychic interference. Yeah. Uh, Sasquatcha says, "What are your hopes for Part Five, which takes place in Italy?" Uh, molto bene. Yeah, well, I I feel like as one of the. Uh, the few racial stereotypes that still flies just under the bar, this PC culture, uh, just go to town, man. <laughs> There's going to be pasta, pizza, Dude, yeah. giant Super Mario gloves. <laughs> Guys named Everybody's Salvatore. Everybody's just wearing Artemis gloves. <laughs> Everyone in Italy, Super Mario gloves. Curly mustaches, berets. Leaning Tower Pizza, rampant corruption in the government and the private sector, which is the same thing. Because <laughs> they elected Berlusconi. I liked your tweet this morning to that point, but I, <laughs> right, I was going to respond with sort of like the liberal, like, flight thing of like, well, it kind of sucks that the Ties to a country I could flee to in Europe, thanks to my wife, uh, are experiencing the same throes <laughs> in many ways. In a lot of ways, worse. They do have healthcare, though. That's true. Healthcare and virulent racism. It's uh, like the perfect yeah, version of America. Whew, let me tell you, uh, when you're at a dinner with a bunch of people who, who don't speak English uh, and are talking collegiately... Uh, and you're just sort of nodding along and smiling and responding every once in a while. Uh, and then you sort of get the debrief from your wife later on that, where they're like, yeah, I don't like that Trump guy, but I do think he's going to do something about the Muslims. And you're like, oh, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm glad I was like smiling and nodding, nodding along with that. Yeah, whatever. You had no way to know. Well, no, of course, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> oh, well, that certainly uh, adjusts my expectations of those people that I sort of happily helped their daughter. I cheated their daughter into an essay <laughs> in the other room for Italian cigarettes. Aha. Uh, so I got mine. Uh, Owen says, please ask Joel which stand user he thought got the rawest deal in this season. And if he blocked me on Twitter due to vertical tweeting, thanks, which is in vertical tweets. <laughs> uh, I'm glad he knows I hate vertical tweeting. <laughs> so I was that the think, root cause? I don't, I don't think I blocked him. Did I block him? I, th I think he posted about it on Discord. So was it, can we get your official ruling that's a misclick? I'll delete this if it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, you know what? It was the vertical tweeting thing. I absolutely blocked him because of that. That was so annoying. Yeah, it's it is annoying. I'm just like, <laughs> but anywho, Joel, the trick is just mute him. No, I want him then to know. They don't, and I'm glad it was. Well, I guess if it's, I guess if it's somebody you actually if there's know, anybody that's a little different. <laughs> who needs to be blocked by me unjustifiably? I mean, I'm. A, is this actual Irish Owen? Yes. All right. Good. 
<laughs> Irish Owen, we call him. I don't feel bad about all of the uh, cuckoo choo-choo train jokes now. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> it's just like receives like. <laughs> That's right. It's a real chicken in the egg thing. <laughs> I continue. I continue. How am I making this like a shot across my bow, even though it wasn't even directed at me? And Gra- it came up because Graziella like liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't. I was even following him. It got liked, and I was like, "Never again." Block. Well, you need to unblock him so now you can just respond to each one of them with the video for the blood of Kukulin. <laughs> The ten hour, the ten hour YouTube. <laughs> this arms race. I'm a corpse on a rock. A corpse on a rock. Um, uh, which stand user got the rawest deal in this one? In what sense? Like the worst stand, or I feel like maybe did not live up to their full potential. Who didn't live? I'm, it's obviously Okuyasu. Well, that yeah, that's definitely true. What about? one-off characters who didn't get their due. One-off characters. Because it's obviously Okuyasu, who has one of the best powers, as we discussed in the last episode, and yet it is never, ever fucking used. I feel like there should... um, I mean, the dude that gets blown up, what's his name? Shigeki? Shigeki. I mean, that's that's a super raw deal. I mean, he turned out to be a jerk, but... Yeah, but, you know, he, he was just a teenager jerk. Yeah. Like, there... He wasn't really that much jerkier than Josuke or Okuyasu. They're just the protagonists. So they're filtered through a different lens. If I'm so, the one callback also, again, I was missing, I wish that they would have spent more time with um Koichi's girlfriend and her Yukako? like kind of, Yeah, like I wish she would have gotten a chance to do something. Yeah, well it was weird that essentially she was she was just washed out of the show after her villain arc, like they usually are. But then they brought her back every once in a while, but she never did it. Just to like remind you about like, dang Koichi, dang. Yeah, I mean, there was one. <laughs> that that, there, was a, to... there was a whole episode where it was like uh, Okuyasu being incredulous. Yes, just like, <laughs> yeah. couldn't get over it. That was pretty cool. But I, I think that I wish she had a. Uh, she had been a more prominent member of the squad. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the very I, that, least, like imagine how catty she could have been with Rohan. Yes, the ultimate anti-Rohan weapon, especially as it concerns Rohan's yeah. continuing abuse of Koichi. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> it would have been great, but they never did it. Speaking of which, uh, Turbo Virgin One says, "Are Koichi and Yukako doomed as a couple? Why does his stand talk like that?" That's what Grotz wanted to know. Why does who talk like what? Why does Koichi San talk like that? Uh, which which I like, think we've indirectly uh, answered. It's the Japanese idea of a hip-hop robot. What do you mean? It's wearing that, basketball shorts. It absolutely... Its name is Reverb. Yeah, I guess we talked about that a little a couple episodes ago. Yeah, that's why. It's supposed to be a robot. Nerdx Life says... Koichi, worst Joe bro or worst Joe bro? Koichi? First yeah. of all, Speedwagon, all time worst. Yeah. Like, really, really bad. That hat. <laughs> doesn't even have a stand. His the hat thing is with stupid. the seal and warming the arms on the tummy. Yeah. The no. rhyming that was probably only inserted by the fan subbers. <laughs> yeah. Speedwagon, I actually kind of like the lyrical nature of his dialogue. I, don't think, I mean, you, how can you even say that? 
There's been every other one has had one that's worse. Polnareff? Hello? Yeah, he really sucks. Polnareff is worse than the dog. Well, I mean, and also season two has the, like, literal Nazi. (laughs) Yes, I glossed over a literal Nazi. Uh, Yeah, no. He also asks, any plans to read part five and beyond? Are you going to sweat it out for the anime like the rest of us? Definitely going to wait for the anime. Yeah, I read no manga. Well, I read a lot of manga, and Grotz, after I finished it, was, like, asking me about part five, and I told her as much as I knew, and she was like, you haven't read it, but you read so much manga. And I was like, yeah, but I watched JoJo's as an anime first, so that's just (laughs) how I identify it now. (laughs) I think, uh, I I shouldn't say I never read manga. The only manga I care about is, like, One Punch Man and that, and it's ilk. I only read the funny stuff. Yeah. Much more digestible. Yeah. Tom said, so they never find a visible baby's family, do they? I guess not. <laughs> nope. The answer's no. They straight up steal that baby. It's an international kidnapping ring. Where they're gonna, that's why they <laughs> yeah, end up in Italy. The whole... They're going to go all Elizabeth Smart with this one. That was the whole thing Ooh. about that they came to Morio just to get that baby. The whole Kira <laughs> thing was just a handy cover. Well, that's how they tie it all back together. That should, God, that would be amazing. If somehow the next arc of Joe chose the invisible baby, figuring out who it is. Oh, God. If they do a JoJo's part nine and it's that baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm back sick. in. <laughs> uh, Adamo Maximo says, what, what is the most aggravating moment where Okuyasu could totally solve the situation by using his stand and just doesn't? Same cue for Josuke. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I really like that a lot of Josuke's attacks in this final episode just involved him fixing things that had his blood on them to use as boomerangs. Well, I just don't understand what what's the connection to that blood versus all the blood in his body. Yeah, I I mean maybe that is it, it was like closer? a round trip and he just stops it. That was the thing that I was like, well, is it just burrowing around inside him and it's gonna like pop First out the all, other there's side? There's no way on its he way back die. to Josuke. There's no way. The glass, like, punctures a lung. Yeah. He I mean, would be done. Well, he can reverse time, so he would go back to the previous day where, when he was uninjured, if able no, to. No, he can only reverse time if Killer Queen is already in somebody else. Yeah, okay. So by so the time he's getting blown point. up, he's not there anymore. He can't do that. I mean, the Okuyasu one is just everything. Like, remember when the motorcycle was getting away? It was like, okay, Oku... Oku- Oh, it's fine. Just go over there. We'll f- figure it out. <laughs> like, how is your instinct? Like, frankly, I feel like the I would use the Okuyasu power so much uh, that it would become a flinch reflex. And then I would be afraid the other direction because I'm a 15 year old kid who like rolls over in the middle of the night and swipes his dick off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. So, like, maybe that's why he's like. Josuke, with great power comes great responsibility that I don't want to give myself a dickectomy by accident when I'm scratching my balls in the middle of the night. Yeah. So it's just better to keep some things locked. And then finally, finally, Galaxy Santa says, it's always sad when you guys finish the show, I still listen to the old 24 cats sometimes. Did you know that Curtis is in the show Dark Matter? 
No, I well, I don't, first off, I don't know what the show Dark Matter is. Well, it's like a sci-fi show, but Curtis is in it, and he's got a mustache. Nice. I, I'm, I might finish it just because of that. I tried hard enough Plus, to watch. There are lots of white women for him to punch. Okay, so hope springs eternal. Exactly. Gosh, <laughs> that was the greatest scene in TV history. I know. I mean, we've got the YouTube video to prove What's it. What's behind that van? <laughs> Uh, Curtis was in the TV version of Guillermo del Toro's The Stand, uh, which I would not recommend. Uh, Even as, I mean, coming from someone who read the books, or at least, and did not think those were particularly great, though I remember almost nothing from them now, uh, that TV show was super, super bad. Uh... But yeah, that's it for tweets. That's it for JoJo's forever. Just going to punch into my phone here. JoJo season five. When? Has, is Vento Oreo confirmed? What will you do for the day? Oh, it's a Tumblr blog that just posts every day if it's confirmed or not. Day 327, Vento Oreo is not confirmed. Anonymous asks, what will you do for the Is Vento Oreo Confirmed first year anniversary? The response, cry. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess, look, stay strong. They wouldn't stop now. I feel like this one was super popular. It was twice as long as the other ones. (coughs) So let's just hold out hope. Believe. Believe that they will give us I mean, look, that guy's never going to stop working. Well, I didn't. He doesn't believe, have anything else. I did He's, not believe that uh, they were going to make Diamond is Unbreakable, and that happened. Look, it's like we're recording this podcast right now about JoJo's. That guy is drawing JoJo's right now. I feel like I have a high statistical probability of that being correct. So it's just like they know they're never going to run out of material, and maybe it's not the most popular thing. But it literally has to be more popular than like the sit. My sister is my maid, and also the Japan pumps out a for ton my of garbage, manga. right? But I I say that, but I feel like Joe just might not have the merch angle that my sister is a maid that also draws erotic manga. My erotic manga, <laughs> uh, you know, it's Joe just. <laughs> uh, fence this one up. Yeah. Let's clap. Clap. One, two, three. So I flubbed that one. (laughs) Kind of flubbed the clap. I think the recording is going to be mad off anyway because you were recording for like 20 minutes while I figured out a stupid Discord. I mean, that's fine because we just signed up from then. Chop all that beginning stuff off in one fell swoop. Show me a thing. All right. See you later, dude. Later.